0: what's going on y'all welcome to ragers if you have been with us for orange weekly for quite some time now you know that we added this sports betting segment to our episodes last year and just like each and every one of our episodes or our our shows here on orange weekly we're all about friends brews and broncos news this show however though is a unique spin on the broncos analysis in ragers we take a unique twist we're only going to focus on sports betting trends fantasy football lineups as it relates to the Broncos. So each and every week, we're going to look at the Broncos matchup. We're going to decide on player props, which fantasy players we should start or sit. And we're also going to craft our daily fantasy football lineups in this podcast with you all each and every week. My name is Ray, and I'll be here each and every week with you hanging out. Of course, Ray, Rangers, I hope you understand where this is coming from here. I'm kind of the <laughs> local uh, sort of a degenerate and sports betting guru here at Orange Weekly. I'm also joined with my longtime best friend, Fellow Orange Weekly analyst, and many of y'all know him as Jared, but I know him as
1: J Rock. What's going on, Jared? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on, Ray? I'm, I'm excited to do this, man. This is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be a good time. Let's uh, let's go out there and make some people some money, huh? Yeah, this
0: is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to your analysis and, and the sort of the perspectives that you bring from looking at the numbers, uh, and then we'll go with sort of my wisdom, if you will, when it comes to the sports betting world. But you know, this is how we're gonna start every show, Jared. You know what time it is? Go ahead and grab your cold one. Ready, here we go!
1: Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.
0: we're going to drink some beers here we're going to have a good time hopefully you're going to enjoy what we're going to put out for you today today i am drinking a, bi- a beer called juicy bits from weldworks if you don't know weldworks in colorado this is one of like the top 50 or 100 breweries in the entire country this is called juicy bits is a hazy indian ipa what you got here jared
1: um, I'm, I went with a little bit more of the uh, California vibe living out here in California. I'm drinking the uh, Golden Road Pineapple Cart. Ooh. They have a bunch of different flavored beers and uh, mango and pineapple. I think pineapple is my favorite and kind of living that good old Cali life. You know what I'm
0: saying? And, you know, it sounds like a California beer if you ask me. So well <laughs> will awesome, Jerry, Glad you're hanging out with us. So, what we're going to do today is we're actually going to put out two very special preseason shows for you all to just get our, ourselves acquainted to what the season's going to look like. We're going to talk about some fantasy football and some sports betting uh, trends for the entire year. So, what we're going to do in this episode today is we're just focused on fantasy football 101. We're going to look at betting strategy or um, fantasy football strategies. We're going to look at um, season long picks, sleepers. We're going to focus on the Broncos, which Broncos to take, which Broncos to avoid in your fantasy drafts. We're going to talk everything fantasy, including season long all the way through daily fantasy for you as you're getting prepared for this football season. Um, if you've played fantasy all your life, great. You're going to learn something in this episode. If you've never played fantasy, you're probably going to walk away with a couple of things that you're going to need to know for your first fantasy league. We're also going to put out another preseason show that's exclusively focused around sports betting. We're going to talk about sports betting trends, preseason props, uh, betting strategies as we go ahead and engage with uh, sports betting all season long. Of course, you know sports betting is legal all over um, the United States now. You know, five or six, seven different states have sports betting, including Colorado and Empower Field is going to be getting their own sports book in the stadium at some point in time in the next couple years. So this is a really great opportunity. So we're going to put out two shows, Fantasy Football 1 Betting 101. That's just going to be our preseason shows. Once the season gets rolling, we're going to put out one show every week. It's going to come out on Friday or Saturday, wherever you get your podcast, and that show is going to talk specifically about week one, week two, week three, our betting predictions, our betting trends, our fantasy football starts and sit our fantasy football daily lineups, and that's going to be focused exclusively around Broncos content. All we're going to talk about are the Bronco players for those things. And so, again, if you want to subscribe, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. That's where you're going to be able to find this podcast. We're also going to be linking that through our content on our Instagram, on our Facebook, our Twitter. We're going to come up – we have a specific Twitter feed just for sports betting questions. So we're going to be able to engage with each of you each and every week. If you've got questions, you submit them to us. Jared and I are going to talk about them. And then one really thing – I really cool thing I'm super excited about is we actually have some special guests lined up for us all year long. So we're going to have people join our show that are professional handicappers to just um, a diehard Raiders fan that we can make fun of for 15 minutes, whatever you name it. We're going to have some people join us. They just kind of give us their betting perspectives and how they like to do things. So Again, this is going to be a really fun, awesome, awesome uh, show. It's a different perspective on the world. Jared is the just the man for the show. He's going to come along for the ride. Jared, are you excited for Ragers this year or what, man?
1: I'm stoked, man. I'm going to learn some things here. I've, i got to let you know I, I could do the analysis on the football piece, but as far as bets go, I mean, I I basically just ask you anyway. So it's going to be nice just to weekly sit down and talk to you about it instead of just sending you a text like, here's some money, throw it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So yeah,
0: Jared again brings a great perspective and, you know, kind of we'll talk through some of the betting trends and look at some of those things. And again, I'm a, I'm an avid daily fantasy football grinder. I I play season long fantasy football league. So um, hopefully those perspectives will come together to give you a really unique experience. So Without further ado, today we're talking about sports, or I'm sorry, fantasy football 101, and we're gonna start with some season-long fantasy league pointers. Things that you need to be thinking about as you're getting ready for your fantasy football league that is gonna be taking the whole season long. This is your typical fantasy football league. Jared and I have been playing in a league together for years and years and years. I won the championship back in like 2010, and I still haven't changed my <laughs> like, still defending champ. But I just want to make sure everybody knows that I'm still the defending champ from 2010, right?
1: I mean, it's been it's been ten years now, but it's fine. You just keep your name,
0: defending champ, baby, defending champ. <laughs> um, so, couple. Of, I just want to point out a couple of really brief things again for you folks as you're thinking about fantasy football. One on one. Number one, just know your rules. Let me let's let's test Jerry real quick. How many points do we get for touchdowns in our fantasy football league for, for uh, single, well, single touchdowns from a quarterback?
1: receivers get six quarterbacks get four
0: all right not bad jared Do is there any penalty for getting an interception if a quarterback goes an interception minus one minus one and how about this in some leagues what if that interception gets returned for a pick six any any deduction of
1: points in our league oh in our league i don't think so i think it's oh, just minus one for the interception it's
0: minus one all right jared's on top of it so that's the first thing that we want to make sure that you're really aware of. Just know what your what what the what the system is for the league. What are the scoring? How many receivers can you carry? How many running backs do you carry? Does your league have an injury reserved spot on your on your bench, on your roster? Are you does your league have a coaching spot? Some leagues play with a coaching spot on their league. Some of those bits of you just need to know physically, okay, what 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 do I have for my league? What are my rules? Is your offensive position, who can be in your offensive position? Can that be a quarterback? Can that be a running back, wide receiver, tight end? Who can go in your offensive position? So, that's really the very first thing that you need to know is just what are your just basic parameters? This is probably the second and probably the most important thing. If you are just need to remind yourselves, is just know the scoring of your league. How many points do you get for a rushing touchdown? How many points do you get for a receiving touchdown? Jared answered all the questions correctly, but so we're good on that. How many points do you get for a, a passing touchdown, for an interception, all of those things? every league out there is a little bit different. I play in a league that has six points for every touchy passing touchdown and minus two for every interception and minus six for every pick six that occurs for the quarterback. And so that is something you need to think about. So therefore I'm not drafting James Winston. That's simple because <laughs> you know, he's going to throw 30 picks and that is way too much damage that you're going to see on your weekly deal. So just, it's just some of those basic things that you want to think about as you're talking through that. Um, the other thing too, is some some leagues are what we call PPR leagues or keeper leagues. Um those are just some other things and factors that you want to make sure that you are thinking about. Jared, how many fantasy leagues do you play in? Uh
1: normally 3. I can't I can't keep up with more than 3 a year. Uh, I have one that is a uh, a dynasty league so we keep the players from the last year as right. we as we push forward and then I have the two that we do the one that I've been doing with you since uh, the dawn of time. And then uh, back when, you know, dinosaurs, Roman, you won a championship. <laughs> and uh, this is another one that I do uh, with another group of, of folks that, uh, again, it's just a, a yearly one.
0: Yeah. I, part, you know, I'm one of those people that have played in upwards of 10 leagues in a year, and I've been down to just one or two leagues a year. It's a little crazy. So I'm going to give you my personal, one of my best pieces of advice that I can give you personally. Draft similar teams. And what I mean by that is if you are playing in multiple leagues, what I tend to do is I try to target and draft as similar of teams as possible. Because one of two things, right? One, I've already done my preseason research. I already know my key players that I want to target. I know who my sleepers are. I know who my value picks are. And I'm boomer bust, right? I'm either going to be doing really great in all my leagues or going to be doing really terrible in all my leagues. And that's kind of what <laughs> I'm really I'm banking it on my analysis. I feel like I'm good enough at what I'm doing that my analysis is going to be pretty darn
1: good. I, th- I think the fun part about that too is is drafting the same people. Is it makes it more fun for game day. As you're watching games you have the one, say and for some reason I always, I'm big last year for example for me it was Mike Evans right? I picked up Mike Evans in every single one of my league and then I'm watching terrible Tampa Bay games but he gets a touchdown and I'm checking all three of my fantasy leagues like whoo that's a- Baby, you know, what yeah. I mean, I think it just makes it a lot more fun when you draft the same guy for all of them as opposed to playing that person in one league and playing yeah, for that person in another. I think it's a yeah. it makes it more it, totally.
0: Yeah. And that was my second point. There is it the worst thing you want to have happen is have Aaron Rodgers, you need him to score 18 points to win in one league, but you're playing against him in another league and he can't score 24 points against you, right? So you need Aaron Rodgers <laughs> to score 11, like you know, 19 and a half points, and then you win them both, <laughs> right? That's just the worst. The worst deal in the world. So that's just kind of, as I'm thinking through this before we even get deep dive into some more um, uh, serious analysis and serious strategies here, I just try to draft the same exact team. I know my, I I have eight or 10 players. I really want to get on my roster. I know a quarterback I'm going to draft. I might even reach in one draft just because I know I really want to have Mike Evans on my team or whoever it may be, because I want to get some of that similarity uh, between. So that's just a personal one. Um, I don't know if that's a, that's probably an unpopular opinion for some folks, but that's definitely One of my personal favorites. It's draft day. You're ready to go. You're about to sit down. Got your six pack of beer. Here's what you need. Hear this. You need your paper. (laughs) Go online and make sure you are printing out cheat sheets. Just get them printed. Right there are thousands of experts that are online that are putting out a ton of stuff. So whether you are a pro football focus person. Whether you're an Action Network sports person, whether you're just an ESPN Mel Kiper, you know that whole gang of people over there, um, over there in ESPN, whatever it is, just go download some level of a cheat sheet and have it in front of you. It's just as helpful in the moment when you get on the clock and you see a name on there like uh, David Johnson from Houston, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, it's the second round. Is this a valuable pick or not?" Um, you know, it's some of those things. It's nice to just have some tools in front of you. Don't be afraid to print out some cheat sheets. Highlight it. Okay, this is these are players that I'm gonna be targeting here and there. And seeing some of those things, just 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 print one of those and just have it ready for you as as you're getting ready to to draft on on game day. So, those are just kind of the basic things. I want to talk through a couple of very basic, um, but but really important drafting strategies. Number one, marquee running back. This is probably the thinnest position in the NFL, period, as is when it comes to fantasy football, is getting a top tier running back. Jared, how many teams do we think have won a, a solid bell cow running back in the league? A, a one down, Five. every. Five, yeah, seven, maybe. You know, the, the NFL has moved to a place, and the Broncos are right in the middle of this right now, right? Where it's very much running back by committee. It's very much situational running backs, where running backs are you have a first and second down running back, you have your passing running back, you have your, um, you know, third down and long, third down and short running back. You see teams with goal line running backs, right? Where you see a, a running backs with 15 carries on the year with nine touchdowns, right? I mean, it reminds me of Burkhead from the New England Patriots. That's all that dude. <laughs> um, is he would just score touchdowns, and literally that would be it. His stat line would be seven yards and two touchdowns every single week. So thinking through that, there is only about seven. You can maybe make an argument for 10 marquee top-tier running backs. And so what I'm telling you is if you don't get one of these marquee running backs in round one or two, to hell with running backs. I would just be done with them. I would wait as far as you can. You can wait till round six, seven, eight, nine, and you can find the likes of the Philip Lindsay's of the world and some of those guys who, who have pop potential but are sharing the course or sharing the, the lion's share of the runs in the backfield. And so as I'm thinking through this, that's what I'm focusing on. If you can get a top five to 10 running back in rounds one and two, go for it. Don't be drafting some... Committee running back in rounds three and four. Just don't even waste your time. It is not even valuable for your time. There is so much value in the tight end position there. There's so much value in those second and third wide receivers. I have many times gone with top wide receiver, round one and round two, and I've just said, screw it on the running backs. I'm gonna play the waiver wire, I'm gonna play the hot hands. I'm going to watch some of those things. I'm going to see okay, Philip Lindsay's shares going from 30% to 50% to 60%. Then I'm going to start to target some of those guys and some trades and on the waiver wire and see what I can do from that. Don't draft a running back until rounds 5 or 6 or 7 unless unless you can get one of the marquee running backs. Second, Pointer that I have for you today. So the first one, don't draft anybody besides – don't draft a running back unless you can get a marquee running back. The second one is you don't have to draft a D. You don't have to draft a defense whatsoever. I have had tremendous success playing the waiver wire each and every week. I'm like, who's playing the Jets this week? I'm (laughs) ground defense. I'll take them.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, those kinds of things. And so, again, I think what we see when we talk about running backs is there's a cliff. When we talk about defenses – There's a cliff again, you know, and Jared, if you're thinking through this again, how many defenses would you say are top tier defenses that you would play each and every week? No questions.
1: You know, even then, and I'll, I'll take this even further, I wouldn't draft uh, even one of those top five defenses, and only because, especially in today's NFL, where injuries are are abundant in, in the current situation where people aren't getting a lot of practice time, I'm not going to draft one of those top five defenses. You lose one or two people in that defense, and it's shot. So, right. I mean, you're, you're wasting a spot where you could pick up a wide receiver two or running back to a, a backup quarterback, a good tight end, For me, I just wouldn't waste it. But I think maybe there's three defenses in the league right now that are just the top tier will get you points every week to to the amount of points that you can get at the same level that you can get a wide receiver two at.
0: Yeah, and and one thing we're going to talk about each and every week is the sports betting world and the fantasy world, they inform one another all the time. Oftentimes what I'll do for defense is here's a little spoiler alert for you folks as you're thinking through this for the year. (laughs) Take a look at the sports betting lines for the week and find whatever lines are projecting to be the lowest game totals that you can see. All right, you see, again, you see a trash game like the Tennessee Titans versus the New York Jets, and the over-under for that game is set at 33 points. Just pick one of the two defenses. That means it's just going to be a defense gridiron game that there's going to be crappy quarterback play on the waiver wire each and every week. You can find some sort of matchup like this, and so that's just something to think about. Now, if you're sitting here thinking to yourself, oh, you know what? I maybe you're diehard Broncos like we are, and we'll talk about Broncos defense here in just a second. And you go, I'm gonna take the Broncos and you're dead set on that. That's fine. That's part of your strategy. But what I'm saying here is you don't have to draft a D. And if you don't get maybe one of the top three or five potentially defenses, I say pass. Hard pass. I'll take you, I'll I'll take my chances on the waiver wire each and every week. Draft. So Number three, draft the quarterback and tight end when they're available that you really want. Okay, take the quarterback and take the tight end that you want when they're available. So what I'm talking about here is something we refer to as average draft position. And what we look at here, and if you look at you know Yahoo or ESPN or any of these platforms that you use, they will show you what the average draft position is for all of the players that have been drafted as you look at all of the fantasy leagues up to this point in time. So you might see Aaron Rodgers is having an average draft position of 112. You know, he's on average is being drafted somewhere in the sixth and seventh round when we talk about fantasy leagues, and that's where we typically see kind of the run on quarterbacks is in a standard scoring league, you know, you start to see the run on quarterbacks start to happen in five, six rounds, five, six, and seven. You start to see the the Aaron Rodgers and the Jared Goff of the world start coming off the board a little bit there. But if you're dead set on I want to draft Aaron Rodgers, I am dead set on drafting Aaron Rodgers. I, what my advice to you is is just take him around earlier. That's fine. Who cares? It's one of those things for you is if you know you've done your research and you want a plug-and-play quarterback, you think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a bounce-back year. He's going to look like the 2008 Aaron Rodgers, um, whatever it <laughs> is. That feels like the last time I won a fantasy football league, man. Right. man that's a um, I, what I would say is just go for it. You know, I, I – I, what, what is your wide receiver three going to do that you might be potentially picking up in round five compared to your quarterback one? At that point in time, when you start to get into that it was the rounds five, six, and seven, if you're locked in on a guy and Jared Goff is one of my guys this year, he is one of my guys. He's looking, he is poised for a big time bounce back year this year. And Jared Goff is on average going in round nine, and you're in round seven. You got two good solid running backs. You got three solid wide receivers. You got your tight end. Just take him. Hell, why not? <laughs> you got your quarterback taken care of. If you believe in your in your draft analysis, take him. I would always take the quarterback that I want or the tight end that I want over the running back two or the wide receiver four that might have a higher average draft position than that current player. Now, now, don't get crazy. You know, don't be taking Aaron Rodgers in the first round of the end of, of your draft. <laughs> you are you are an, uh, you are going to lose. I promise you that. But if his average draft position is round six. And you're late round four, early round five, and you just want Aaron Rodgers on your team and you got a couple of other positions solidified, take him. That's my advice to you. Take him. So three pieces of advice. Those, are, These are kind of my long-term drafting strategies that I talk about each and every time is number one is if you don't get the marquee running back, forget it. Just wait till rounds five, six, and seven. Move on. Just get the best wide receiver you can. Get the best tight end you can. Get Get your core group going and skip your running back until rounds five, six, and seven. If you don't get one of the top couple of defenses that you have pre-identified that you really want, skip the defense as well. I would just wait to the very end of the draft, take whatever, and you're just playing the waiver wire. You know that you're doing that the rest of the year. And if you see a quarterback or a tight end that you really, really want on your roster, don't be afraid to draft them around earlier. Just take them. Um, again, that, that, that I think of Aaron Rodgers or the QB one that you really want is way more valuable than the wide receiver three that's going to spend half the league on your bench. That's, that's my sort of professional take. Jared, do you have any other thoughts or anything that you want to add for some of your sort of th- framework as you're going through some of the
1: draft analysis? Yeah, I, I do. I kind of want to add on, and I think we should mention to the – the fantasy players, the ones that are maybe just starting off, maybe played last year, didn't really know what they were doing. Uh, you know, maybe they have a, a loved one that told them they have to play for their league because they need an extra person, whatever that is. So we talked about a couple terms here. The first one was ADP, average draft position, right? When you're looking at that, you're always going to look at the ADP, where they're falling and kind of make sure that you're not reaching for certain players based on. experts right uh so there's another one that i want to mention too and a lot of people get really confused about this and how much it changes your draft strategy is if you're doing a ppr league or a non-ppr league right so points per reception and we're talking about those marquee quarterbacks that plays an even more effect into ppr leagues when you're talking about okay are they a marquee running back that's just a a uh, ground and pound, never gonna get anything on the swing, right. or are they a running back that's gonna be getting some some you know swing passes, they're gonna be going out for passes, sometimes line up as a wide receiver. Those are big things that you need to think about as you're drafting. And I know for me, I like I said, I have the three leagues. One of them's always a non ppr league, the other two mm-hmm. are, and that that changes my draft uh this yeah. pretty significantly.
0: Yeah, t- total great, great point, Jared. And again, when we talk about those cheat sheets, they have cheat sheets tailored for everything possible draft that you could ever imagine in your world they have cheat sheets tailored for points per reception leagues they have cheat sheets tailored for auction leagues they have cheat sheets tailored for just standard scoring leagues so you you just find that cheat sheet you make sure you have in front of you and again know your league rules that's step number one so hey we're orange weekly we bleed the orange and blue so we got to talk about some broncos now let's talk about some broncos here first thing is if you are in the state of colorado let me just make this really quickly your friend will <laughs> overdraft the Bronco players. Kevin Davis Daniel- has taken a new lock, pick one, every single draft he's done. So I guarantee you. So that is something to be wary of, is if you are a Broncos fan and you are in the state of Colorado, you will see Broncos players get overdrafted in fantasy leagues. I see it all the time. Now, if you're not in the state of Colorado, but you happen to be a diehard Broncos fan and you listen to this podcast today, we got some news for you because we're going to tell you exactly what Broncos are value picks and which ones are not value picks as we're going through this. So we're going to play a game with Jared, and I'm going to give Jared the ADP, the average draft position of various Bronco positions, and I want Jared to tell me too high, too low, just right. That's what I want to start with. So we're going to start with our two wide receiver crews, okay? Yes. We're going to look at Sutton and Judy. And I'm gonna give you their average draft positions, and I want you to tell me if that's too high or too low. So let's start with Cortland. Oh, Sutton. Cortland Sutton is has an average draft position right now at, at pick number 30. So he's in the tail end of the second round or the start of the third round for most standard leagues, and he's going off at about wide receiver 15 off the board. Your reaction to that
1: is. Ooh. I think that is just right, if not a little bit too high. Uh, I love Cortland Sutton. I think he's going to be playing very well. We got a lot of talent at, at tight end, at receiver, at pass catching, running back. I think the ball is going to get spread out. He might be a little high for 15 receiver, but I would, again, diehard Broncos fan, I wouldn't mind picking him up late second round, early third round, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing to kind of keep in mind, all the reports out of Dove Valley right now, is that the offense looks slow and anemic and the defense is dominating. Anyway. And so this is one of those picks, potentially if you're going to invest in a Cortland Sutton, it's going to probably be uh late returns, not early returns. He's about a, he had a, what uh, 1100 yard well. last year, And I, I'm, I have it somewhere. Seven catch seven touchdowns, maybe, maybe nine touchdowns at the end of the year last year. So as you're thinking, it do all that,
1: came in true luck. Um,
0: I think he is. I think you're probably right. He's probably the 15th. Receiver in the league. I think if we're thinking about number one receivers across the board, he's probably dead, dead middle of the pack when we're talking about number one receivers. Jerry okay. Judy. Okay. Average draft position. He's going off right now on average at 100 pick number 108. So we're talking ninth round in that range. Wide receiver 52. Two
1: oh, high that's people. way low. That's way, way low. low. Okay. That's way low. I mean, we have way too much talent. And again, like you said, out of Dove Valley, we're talking about slow start, but not slow starting to take him up into the ninth round. Yeah, I'm talking, he's a wide receiver too in both senses on the Denver Broncos and in your fantasy league. He's going to be getting just as many looks, if not more. Plus his ability to, to run after the catch makes him that much more valuable in, in fantasy.
0: Yeah, this uh, th- spot on, dude. I, I I have a feeling Jerry Judy is going to be kind of this yo-yo player that, that Noah Fant was last year. I just have a feeling that Jerry Judy could have a three-catch, 126-yard, two-touchdown day, and then like a, a, a two-catch, 18-yard day the next week. I, I haven't quite got him figured out yet, but I do think he's going to be a stud. 52, that means he is... Wide receiver three, you know, thinking thirty-two teams times two. He's he's looking at he's probably the wide lowest end of the wide receiver twos, or maybe the top end of the wide receiver threes. I think he's a little bit undervalued there as well. Yeah. Running backs. Oh, we got a running back by committee in our house Ooh, for we got sure. Two of them. Let me, let me just throw out this first: Who's got a higher average draft position, Melvin Gordon or Phil Lindsey Right now.
1: Just, I bet you it's. I bet you it's Melvin Gordon. I, I don't. You know, I wouldn't agree with it.
0: You are correct. It is Melvin Gordon. Yeah. He has a higher average draft position right now. Melvin Gordon is running back number eighteen off the board, going at number forty-four. So, uh, you know, maybe fourth round in there. And Philip Lindsay is running back number thirty-one. So again, eighteen for Melvin Gordon. Philip Lindsay is running back number thirty-one <laughs> off the board. Wow. Your reaction on those two? How you maybe view the 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 the. Um, the carries being divided between those two and kind of maybe how would you move them uh, accordingly?
1: So we talked about this on one of our podcasts, one of our off season podcasts as we're going into uh, training camp, and what my expectations are and what we're thinking we definitely think it's going to be if it is going to start off a 60/40 percent carry and people aren't going to like it but you got to go where the money's at and I think that's where that's with Melvin Gordon right we paid Melvin Gordon a bunch of money we love Philip Lindsay we love what he's got but with Philip Lindsay's work ethic his team camaraderie and what we see him do it's going to end up being more 50/50 50, 50, if not switching the other way 60/40 so i think first of all him being them being that far I would have imagined that if they were, you know, lower down. I'd, you said what Melvin Gordon was sixteen,
0: running, running back
1: up the board. Yep. 18.
0: and then thirty-one.
1: Yeah, if he was eight, eighteen, I would expect Philip Lindsay be nineteen or twenty twenty-one. Sure. Uh, not that far down. I think Philip mm-hmm. Lindsay is completely undervalued, especially since now they're both going to be very healthy. And obviously, running back guy by committee, and I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. We talk, You talked about it a little bit. You got to get one of those marquee running backs. It's not good for fantasy football. But as far as where they're ranked out, I don't agree. I don't, I don't agree with Melvin being that high. I don't agree with with uh, Philip Lindsay being that low.
0: Yeah, I, I'll be surprised. Let me put it this way, that if, if either one of these running backs are a top 10 running back by the end of the year. But I also right. wouldn't be surprised if they're both top 30 running backs by the end of the year so when we see those things i don't think that we're going to see uh necessarily a huge bell cow on one or the other um but again it's going to be playing the hot hand and philip Lindsay's shortcoming is what he can't catch the flipping ball right number one <laughs> in the entire league regardless of position last year number one He was the worst when it came to drops last year in the league. So I think when you think about some of those things, I think that's why we see where the money came from Melvin Gordon. All right, two more for you.
1: Go ahead. Hold on. I just want to, for this real quick, on the running back situation, and this is something that we're going to talk about a little bit later for your fantasy leagues. If you draft one of the Broncos running backs in the top five rounds, you are betting and you are banking that either you're going to, A, outright win the job, which is wrong. You should not be betting that someone's going to outright win the job teams do better as a a team and you know they're going out there to win football games not going out there to win your fantasy leagues uh with a running back by committee or you're banking that one of them is going to get hurt eventually and now you're talking about maybe possibly becoming a marquee as opposed to doing a 50 50 60 40 split you're looking at maybe more 80 percent 20 percent to royce freeman that that is the only reason i would go out and that's you don't want to bank on that especially if you're a broncos fan that's not something you really want to bank on
0: yeah great point great point all right, so two more for you. Let's go with right. tight end here. Noah Fant, tight end number 11 off the board with an average draft position of about 113. So kind of middle of the pack there when it comes to tight end number ones. What do you think?
1: I, It's probably right where he needs to be. And and for me, it, it's difficult because uh, last year, if you followed Rangers, uh, we – won a bunch of money off Noah Fant, but we also may have lost a bunch of money off of Noah Fant. Uh, he was just very, he wasn't very consistent through the year. He wasn't very consistent game to game and, and And for fantasy football, you want those consistent players. And I think 11 for tight ends, knowing that not all 32 teams have a pass catching tight end, that's really going to put up fantasy numbers. That's where it's at. And the only thing I would say to that with how He wasn't doing very consistent last year and how we kind of expect, hoping, hoping that he is this year in his second year with the team, has a little bit more chemistry with Drew Locke. But Pat Shermer is now the offensive coordinator and remember what he did with Evan Ingram in in New York. Uh, they turned him into basically an extra wide receiver, and they were using him all over the field. And he was playing very well. And he's probably up there in the top. Where, where's Evan Ingram fly, uh, flying right now?
0: Um, he's going off on tight end number six off the board. So yeah, he's he's yeah. just on the edge of that top five range for sure.
1: So so for, and for that reason, that's something that you could definitely look for look into. But I think where it stands right now with the unknowingness of going into the season, I'd say eleven's probably about right.
0: I, I agree. All right. The, the strength of the Broncos, the Broncos defense.
1: Oh, yeah. Number one. Number,
0: number seven. Defense is number seven right now on the rankings again. Um, you you you, see, you tend to see the defense slide coming in those late rounds, 10, 11, 12, when they start to see the defenses come off the board. They're coming off on average as the seventh defense off the board. Your thoughts are?
1: Uh, that's way undervalued. I mean, last year we had an awful team, and the defense was still in the top five, according to Pro Football Focus. Like, we're yeah. talking – and and we didn't have Bradley Chubb, who went out early in the season. We didn't have Bryce Callahan, who's going to do great things as a corner for our team. I, I The only issue – and I know if you guys have been following us, following our other podcasts. If you don't, make sure you guys go over there. But uh, I'm real heavy on the, our DBs and our defensive line. Our linebackers, however, they have some some things to work out, but we still have uh, Johnson, Alexander Johnson, who is a monster at linebacker yeah, and completely absolutely. undervalued. I think that seven is way too low for the Denver Broncos. As long as we can stay healthy, I guarantee we're a top five defense again, including in fantasy. So you
0: might have hedged your bet
1: here, but I'm going to give you the last Bronco question that we
0: have for you. If you're going to take one Broncos position group or player this year in your fantasy leagues, who you take him?
1: Ah, uh, okay. Can I can I take two?
0: Oh, fine.
1: <laughs> so so here's my problem is I would obviously I want to take the defense. I want to find the defense, and and this is a strategy for me. And that's another one. You know, and Ray, you can tell me I'm an idiot all you want, but what my thought process is is if I'm going to take a top tier defense, if I'm going to take a defense that I will I will never get thirty five points scored on them, they will never be the ones that don't have some sort of turnover to get some sort of points for my league. I'm going to take them a couple rounds up. Yep. And, and this is the same thing, am I going to take a backup wide receiver, a backup running back who I'm only going to be able to plug and play every couple weeks or take a top defense that I'm going to be able to play every single week and right. only need to plug and play in the very end uh, or what, during their bye week? So for me, I'd want to take the Denver defense. But yep. that's again, that's weird. That's a late round. Gotcha. My second one. I got to say, I got to say, it. I, say it. <laughs> I would take Cortland Sutton. And here's the reason. Courtland Sutton and Drew Locke, especially coming out of Dub Valley with all the talk of, of, you know, our defense just destroying our offense right now. They have such good chemistry, and we're talking about most of the production that we saw out of Courtland Sutton was towards the end of the year yep. when yep. Drew Locke was playing. And I, the other thing, too, when you're looking at wide receivers is it. If you're the only wide receiver on the team, you're going to get double teamed, but he's not. You have Jerry Judy on the other side. You have uh, great slots. You have Noah Fant in the tight end. There's no way that you could double any of those guys between the chemistry and the inability to double team Cortland Sutton. I think that's he's going to be the guy that's going to probably put up the most consistent numbers through the season. Love it, love it.
0: And and you know it's so funny, I'm gonna actually go on the other side of the wide receiver group and I'm taking Jerry Judy. He is my he is my breakout, my absolute bronco that I'm targeting this year again with his uh, average draft position in the 50s when it comes to wide receivers off the board and we're seeing him in rounds nine or ten he to me is a late fifth round early sixth round guy you might have a couple great wide receivers he is as good of a wide receiver three as you're going to be able to draft in any of your leagues this year jerry judy sitting there i'm going to be putting him on my roster awesome so there's our bronco analysis i hope you're feeling that but you know what you might be drafting you can't always draft Broncos. so we want to give you a couple more nuggets here and so jerry I got a couple more questions for you if you're ready for them
1: all right, I'm ready for them. shoot.
0: All right, I want to know um, in your first or second round. You know, we're talking about those first couple of rounds. Who is your absolute slam dunk that you're drafting? That if 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 they're there, and who is an absolute bust for you?
1: So we talked about this already. And depending on the league, depending on where you're going, you know, PPR leagues for especially non PPR leagues. Even I'm taking one of my marquee running backs, and I know they're always going to go. Top first round, probably maybe mid first round. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, those two running backs alone are going to be the crutch and the workhorse of your fantasy football team. You have to have to have to take them. Big names out there. There's a lot of people that want to go for the Patrick Mahomes or the or the Jackson in in in, uh, in Baltimore those are big names and yeah, they're super fla- flashy. But when you look at the numbers and you look at the overall production, the overall consistency, of the production, you have to go with someone like Christian McCaffrey, or Saquon Barkley, and they're people I would ride my team on.
0: Yeah. And who do you got in the first couple of rounds? Who's, who's a big bust for you? Who's, who do you think you're going to Oh, I don't even care if they're there. I'm not taking them.
1: So here's for me, for me, this is, this is my thought process, obviously. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, and I'm not on the Green Bay hype train, right? (laughs) I don't think Aaron Rodgers, with the the current situation, what they did to Aaron Rodgers by drafting a young uh, quarterback and not giving him wide receivers, which he is super low on right now and he's been asking for for years. Instead, they drafted his replacement. There's obviously bad blood there. There's a new head coach in Matt LeFleur, right? He's out there (laughs) now. LeFleur. Yes, Matt LeFleur is out there now. And I don't know what that offense is going to look like. There's obviously going to be some bad blood between with Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do. He doesn't have a great uh, receiving core. And right now they have Devontae Adams going in the top two rounds. I would not pick him up if he was sitting there and I already I didn't have a single wide receiver. I would go somewhere else. I do not think teams are going to double team him. They have nobody else to cover. There's no need to cover anybody else. And Aaron Rodgers already with the, with the issues. I just, I do not see Devonte Adams having a good year this year. I just don't.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Devonte Adams is a top 10 receiver. And if he's going in the first couple of rounds, that definitely dictates that he's a top five, top three type of guy. And I don't know if he's got that potential for sure. Um, I have, I have an unpopular opinion or maybe potentially I do not draft rookie running backs. Period. I won't do it. Ezekiel Elliott was there, Saquon Barkley. They both had star-studded years. I do not draft rookie running backs, and so I'm going to pick on Clyde Edwards at Kansas City. He's on an average draft position of about eight. Right now, he's going in the first round of just about every draft off the board. I have zero interest in rookie running backs. I don't draft them. I don't care. I had the first pick. I won't take anybody that's a rookie running back. It doesn't even matter to me. And Nick Chubb, listen, I ain't messing with you. Anything that has to do with the Browns, for the (laughs) most part. So, Nick Chubb, no way is that happening um, in any way, shape, or form. Again, my strategy, I would take Mo Thomas, the wide receiver out of New Orleans in the first round if that was available. Even if I had, probably not the first pick overall. If you have the first pick overall, take Christian McCaffrey. Don't even think about it. Just take Christian McCaffrey and move on with your life. But I would probably <laughs> personally take Mo Thomas over Saquon Barkley. I know, I know, don't shoot the messenger. But I will take Mo <laughs> Thomas, who's going to be potentially a 200-reception guy, um, who's going to have more touchdowns than you would believe. And New Orleans, the way they got embarrassed last last year and got it kicked out of there, uh, they're going to be coming back with a new vengeance this year. All right, I'm going to ask Jared. Last question for us as we kind of wrap up today's episode is, Jared, give me your couple of just names. Sleepers people that you're targeting, not in rounds one and two, but we're talking rounds three, four, five, six, that you're really going to be after this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we were going to allude to to talking about this. And as we're wrapping this up, I think it's a good way to wrap this up. We talked about a couple of big key terms and uh, acronyms that we talked about right we talked about points per reception ppr we talked about adp average draft position i'm going to give you one more it's not an acronym but it's really important a handcuff i think having a handcuff if you pick one up in the late round you're talking you already filled your starters these are going to be my guys going in week to week and i only have to fill in during the the bye week i'm drafting a handcuff running back and I'm going to draft J.K. Dobbins in the late round because Mark Ingram is getting up there in age. As he played very well last year, and obviously the the uh, Baltimore Ravens have a very good run game and a, and a running quarterback who they like, love to play the option. J.K. Dobbins is that guy. He can play out in the outfield, and in a PPR league, he's going to be catching some of those short term balls as the play breaks out because Vincent Jackson, uh, uh, sorry, Jackson's going to be able to break yeah. some of those uh, those tackles, open up the play. He's going to be getting that that we don't know how healthy uh, Melvin Ingram's going or Mark Ingram's going to be yep. so we'll, we'll that's that's my handcuff
0: yeah so handcuff you know what we're talking about there is when we're talking about a bell cow running back uh, rb1 um, in late rounds uh, you know Saquon Barkley's backup Ezekiel Elliott's backup Christian McCaffrey's backup we're talking about guys that don't get any playing time because the rb1 is getting all of the playing time that are sitting there that potentially – um, if there was an injury, they would automatically step into that role. And this is round seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, that you're picking up a guy that's really going to be potentially handcuffing. Also, if you draft Ezekiel Elliott in the first round, pick up his handcuff in round 9 pick or 10. Pick up his handcuff. Save you know. yourself some of the trouble in case he goes down so that way you have somebody there that is ready to rock and roll. I got a couple names for you. I'm going to give you three of them real quickly as you're going through all of these things. First one, T.Y. Hilton. I know it sounds a little crazy. We got Crimea Rivers over there, but T.Y. Hilton hasn't had somebody who's willing to just launch the ball. And you know what? You know what? T.Y. Hilton doesn't get penalized for interceptions. And you know, even though Philip Rivers <laughs> is going to have 25 interceptions this year, that probably means T.Y. Hilton is going to be moving into the top tier of wide receivers. I would even going to hedge bet a little bit here. I would even, if I could put money on it. I'd put T.Y. Hilton as a top five, top 10 for sure, and potentially a top five wide receiver this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Uh, Phillip Rivers sucks, clearly, so they're going to be down. He's not afraid to throw the ball around. And T.Y. Hilton, he is a man with a mission. That dude is a bad, bad dude. And when he had a competent quarterback throwing the ball to him, that dude was like 1,800 yards and like, I don't know, 16 touchdowns, whatever he was like a couple years ago. It's insane what that guy's got in charge. Second one I'm going to give to you is Gronk. I listen, I know. Oh, come on, man. Long. But he's right now he's tied in number 10. He's the one that's going right in front of Noah Fant. And if I was to tell you that it's Gronk 10, Noah Fant 11, that to me seems ridiculous. Gronk's had a year of rest on his body. Um he's got Tom Brady over there. I don't know what he's got, but here I can tell you one thing for sure. Who's Tom Brady's best friend? Rob Gronkowski. And that dude might not have 1000 yards receiving. But that dude's going to have 12 touchdowns this year. I'm taking Rob Gronkowski if I have that option available to me this year. All right, I'm going to give you my third one. And listen, I just said it. I said I wasn't going to do it about the Browns. I'm taking OBJ. I'm taking Odell Beckham Jr., who I think is tremendously poised for a significant, serious breakout year. I think he's right now going in the 20s when it comes to wide receivers off the board. He is a top 10 talent, and it could be a top five receiver any year. He's hungry. Baker Mayfield um, has some serious, serious demons that he's got to work through. This could potentially be a breakout year. If it is a breakout year for the Browns, OBJ has a massive, massive year. So... With that being said, we talked so much stuff today. One thing I want to mention really quickly is we are not going to lose track of daily fantasy football. That's DFS. And if you're – or daily fantasy – DFF, I'm sorry. Um, uh, DFF. fantasy football. And if you're not familiar with daily fantasy football, that's like that FanDuel, DraftKings type of stuff. I am a daily fantasy football grinder. I play each and every weekend. I love doing that. We are also going to, each and every weekend, give you our daily fantasy football lineups. But because this is a preseason show – there's no football right now, and therefore we can't give you any daily fantasy football guidance. And so we will make sure that we will hit those each and every week. Um, it's been such a fun ride today. Again, this is fantasy football one-on-one every week, starting this, this Friday or Saturday. We're going to be giving you our weekly show. We're going to be talking about fantasy football and sports betting. Please join Ray for Ragers and my boy Jay Rock. Right, not Jared. Jay Rock will be with us each. And
1: every week. <laughs> Jared, you got anything for the fans? I, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this I, you know this is a lot of fun we're doing it for you guys make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you rate the rate it and uh, make sure you guys are getting out there every week. So we're going to have the two coming out this week. Every week we'll have another episode coming out on Saturday because that's when the lines come out. We'll talk about, obviously, our daily fantasy football. We'll talk about different bets for the week going towards both the Broncos and your daily fantasy league. So make sure you hit the subscribe. Get this info every single week. And thank you for joining us, and I hope you guys follow us and listen us through the season.
0: Again, thank you all. Orange Weekly, the best. Broncos News. We're all about fans, brews, and Broncos news. Thanks for joining us.
1: Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.